Air School, the podcast. You're on spin. You are very welcome back to Spin Air School, and it is time right now to tackle another leaving cert subject. This time we're going to be chatting ag science. Now, joining me is an expert in the field, literally, because I'd imagine that ag science must be the study of fields in some capacity. Delighted to be joined by Dr. Kerr McNamara to chat all things ag. Kerr, you're very welcome onto the show. Hey, Louise, how are you doing? Thanks so much and hello to all your listeners. It's great to have you on the show, Kerr. And uh, I'm going to start right by dispelling maybe a myth about ag science. I remember when I did my Leaving Cert, it was 10 years ago at this stage, ag science was one of the subjects that people always said, ah, yeah, sure, I'll choose that or I'll take it up as an extra subject because it was one that they could get easy marks if they chose. It was almost a guaranteed A. Yeah, possibly there was maybe some connotation to that. Uh, What happened a couple of years ago, 20 years ago now is Ag science and biology used to always be on at the same time, so you could never do both of them. And they changed that allowance. So suddenly anyone who was doing biology, there was quite a bit of overlap in the course, you know, as much as a third or more more so than that. So, um, you know, the, the principles of learning and the approaches were quite similar. So students had good aptitude in that direction, uh, found it quite easy. And for that reason, it probably maybe initially deservedly got that title. But as the years came along, and by the time even you did your leaving cert 10 years ago, uh, the school was beginning to turn and certainly in the last two to three years with the way they were treating the American scheme um, the, the game was probably up as, a, as an easy subject and unfortunately for this year's Leaving Cert group it's changed again in that they're doing a brand new course after 30 years they finally got around to changing the, changing the course and it's, it's been a very welcome development even though obviously trying to teach the course and get through it uh, in COVID times and of course there's such practical parts to it with you know field trips and lab work and stuff like that all of which has been very compromised or uh, or impossible in some respects to, to be to be honest um you know pro- probably make that easy pushover statement now maybe maybe historical going, going forward but still it's a subject that i think flows very easily and for students who kind of like nature like like the countryside um you know li- like a more casual type subject you know there's nothing technically so different difficult in it that it, it should be, uh, shouldn't be insurmountable. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think it's interesting as well that you said you can draw parallels between subjects like biology. I'd imagine there might be similarities with geography as well. So for a student who loves that kind of side of learning, it's probably a no-brainer to pick the subject or, of course, if they intend to go on and study it. And what we're here to chat about on the show is Ag Science as a Leaving Cert subject and how the students and the class of 2021 can ace the exam. So talk to me a little bit about what the Ag Science paper looks like this year with all the alterations and everything that has changed. Historically, and, and when they first set out the paper, it was 75% written paper and 25% um, um, on the, the project that everyone refers to, but to give it its full title now, it's called the Individual Investigative Study. And the remaining, what was 300 marks uh, for, the, for the paper, has now been brought down to 220 marks. So like a lot of other teachers are probably telling you, they're, they're discussing the accommodations that are being made now and how different or how much choice the exam paper will be. Let's absolutely jump in and talk about that project right now, because as you mentioned, it's quite timely. Students are getting ready to submit it, so they're probably putting those finishing touches on it. For you and your professional opinion, is there something that sets a project aside from other projects that gives it that kind of will allow a student to get those really high marks or that H1? Yeah, to jump in with the individual investigative study, students have been working on it for, for months and months now. So needless to say, if you're hoping to do well in this, you know, you should have at this stage done two, even ideally three experiments on it. If you're a bit shy in that and you think there might be time to run one off really quick to, to bolster what you've done, certainly, certainly do it. 
the big place where there's marks to be got where students are missing out on is they're not doing a very good job at reporting on the data. They're meant to produce, produce their data in graphs and in tables. It's very important as marks going for that. They need to interrogate their data a little bit, a bit of data analysis. Something like a standard deviation, just averages and means to begin with, you know, ideally a correlation coefficient would be uh, would be something that would be really, really brilliant, especially if you've developed the kind of data that is applicable to that kind of analysis. And uh, the teachers would have brought them through, especially a correlation coefficient as part of their course and would have highlighted it as, as one of the, the areas to, uh, to look on. The other place the students are going down a little bit is they were supposed to do a bit of a preliminary experiment. When they kind of figured out what they were going to do, they were supposed to run off a little preliminary experiment to make sure that, yeah, what I'm doing and what I'm thinking of doing is, is going to work. You know, essentially for those of older brothers and sisters in college, you know, this is a mini FYP. It's really, really good training for going into college because this is the kind of work that you'll be expected to produce into the future. So as I said, that preliminary experiments, the references before and after. At this stage, what the student is doing should be fairly well developed and, and fairly well down the road. We should be at finishing touches really. Yeah, that's some great advice. So I guess the the takeaway from that is that your project needs to really be as thorough as it possibly can be. It is, and 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 put into two and a half thousand words, and and no more than that. You know, so you need to be concise as well, because obviously a good student could go on all day, and out of the hundred marks going, there is a, a good few marks going at the end up to ten marks for innovation. So that's kind of a, a, a section that's withheld. So you know, really reward a student who's really gone outside the box here, really made a big effort. You know kind of done a mini young scientist type project, less volume, but more innovation detail and, uh, you know, doing doing something different compared to what everyone else is going to, going to do. Brilliant. Well, definitely some great little nuggets of information there. And hopefully at this point, as you mentioned, students will be putting those finishing touches on the project and that, uh, you know, they'll be hoping to submit their best work. And it's been such a challenging year, you know, that I hope that that will be kindly rewarded as well. Let's now talk about the written exam because the written exam is two and a half hours long. Um, I'd imagine majority of students will sit the written exam. I don't know if there's similarities between ag science and subjects like construction and tech graphics, where in order to have the project project work counting a student actually does need to sit the written exam in June so I'd imagine most of your students care will sit the exam because it's in their interest to do so. But certainly the advice I've given my students and I imagine most teachers are the same is not to be afraid of the written exam and there's less reason to be afraid of it now for, for some of the stuff I'm going to tell you in a second and that um, you know hedge your bets by, by going for a predicted grade and and also doing the, the written the written paper. There, as I said, it's gone down from 300 marks now to, to 220. And one of the things that made egg science very attractive, and maybe didn't mention earlier on, outside of the material, there was always great choice in the exam paper. And because of what they're after doing with the written paper for this year, so this paper has a section A and a section B in it. Section A, uh, historically, or you were supposed to be doing 10 questions out of 12. Now you only have to do seven out of 12. Uh, and there's internal choice in four of those. So you don't have to do all of those, either all of those questions. And in the longer questions in section B, um, you only have to do three from six of them. So that you only have to do half of them to potentially get the requisite marks. And again, there's going to be choice in two out of those six questions. I love the fact that you say there is that predictability because that's what students want to hear about, particularly at this stage in the year and this stage in the fight. So what questions are you looking forward to as almost banker questions or guarantees? So historically, uh, areas around genetics and soil science were were, were very uh, good, let's call them banker banker questions. Um, there's certainly going to be questions in, in those areas, um, again, and it's obviously encourage students to be, be prepared um, for those. My feeling with the questions coming forward in genetics, they're going to be less tied to questions around, uh, around processing uh, a trail of inheritance. And it's more questions around 
biotechnology okay and innovation in in, in biotechnology around around that area um, I mentioned biotechnology. It's such an important area. We're becoming so familiar with biotechnology processes through uh, innovations around COVID. A lot of this language is becoming mainstream, even away from someone who's studying studying this uh, this area. And there, there's huge overlaps there. And um, there was a separate course called agriculture economics, and that's gone now. So a lot of stuff to do with innovation in agriculture, entrepreneurship, niche uh, food products, and and things like that has has very much come into it. A uh, couple of things that were never in the paper before uh, was health and safety. Farming accidents uh, account for some of the highest numbers of deaths in industrial uh, industrial settings we have in, the, in this country. And because the checks and measures that would be in place in other types of workplaces maybe aren't as strong in agriculture, will in time become very strong, I think. Questions relating to that are, are important. And they're really common since easy questions. And if you have a good overview of that chapter, over the course of, of the individual investigative study, students are doing an awful lot on what's a good experimental design. Uh, how do you run an experiment? You know, what are your dependent independent, independent variables? Um, questions relating to that and questions that will produce data sets, asking you to analyze it, identify trends in it, are definite bankers in it. So have a look at the sample paper that came out from the departments. Ask your teachers if they haven't given you the mock paper that they got. Uh, you know, students will see those trends themselves and especially how analyzing analyzing data is, uh, is is so important. The other area, of course, that's really important, and it only had a very small area in the previous course, but it's so important to us, is um, our greenhouse gas emissions. Agriculture gets a bad rap in Ireland. We, we, we account for about 33% of it, and um, huge movements at the moment, both scientifically and politically, to try and, try and change that. Questions relating to our natural environment, human interactions with our natural environment, and the sustainable use of our land and resources you know, they're the big areas, you know, biotechnology, health and safety on farms, natural environment slash uh, pollution. Because the paper is, is somewhat shorter and there's little less questions to do, you could kind of go in and say, sure, look, you know, only three questions out of six for the long section to do, get in, get out, get them done. Those questions will be marked harder. You need to be able for that. You have two and a half hours to do such a short paper now, essentially, and you need to spend the time and, you know, use the space at the back of the booklet to, you know, you have a short space, but the information you need to get in there needs to be relevant. So, you know, because you're being given more choice, it means the questions you go for, you need to pick ones that are going to be good for you and that you have a lot of relevant information. And don't forget, you know, it's science, it's ag science at the end of the day. So that has to be scientific principles uh, and, uh, you know, getting keywords down. And, you know, if you're if you're hitting that kind of stuff and most of the questions you're, you're answering, you're going to do pretty well in this. Yeah, well said. That's actually such a valid point as well. Just using the, those extra few seconds even to read and reread the question to make sure that you you answer correctly. And then I guess be technical with your information, your points, your relevant points and and go for it then. But that's absolutely fantastic. Kerry McNamara, thank you so much for sharing all of that information on Ag Science. Spin Air School, the podcast. You're on Spin.